Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good afternoon, Alex. Afternoon. Your line group, just how do you feel about it after going through the preseason camp with the depth that you guys have developed, the new bodies coming in, how they've come along, a guy like Jazz being a swing possibility if he's not mm-hmm. a starter. Just where do you feel that group is going into game one? Well, we, we have true competition where, you know, even though we know there's a depth chart out, but the guys are still fighting for those opportunities, which keep bringing the best out of all those guys. You know, So I feel better at that aspect of the competition. Also, the guys that are able to play multiple spots, you know, that was a big thing. We've kind of been swapping those guys out a bunch here late in camp once they got kind of acclimated to the system and things like that. So having multiple guys that can go in there and not have that drop off be steep as, as I've had, um, as we've had. So just more competition. I think guys have grown a lot more kind of answered the bell, and, and I've been proud of the, the cohesiveness of the group. Kurt? I know uh, Bless is listed, I think, as the starting right tackle. I guess, is that where you envisioned him when you brought him in? I guess how impressed have you been with a guy making the jump he has to be where he is and position himself so well? Well, no, I mean, Bless has done a good job of showcasing and coming in and learning it pretty quickly, which kind of put him in position to possibly start and, and be a guy for us. You know, he's actually taking a bunch of reps that left this week also. Um, we put him in guard a couple of times too. So now that he's comfortable in the offense, being able to be multiple and things like that, we put him at one position to be able to learn it just so they can kind of showcase themselves instead of trying to think and too much. But once they have it, that's when you can kind of start, you know, moving those pieces and, and where they still have an understanding of the concepts we're trying to run. But now blesses to step in and, and kind of be thrown in like he was. He's done a good job answering the bell. How many, how many guys have you had in your career that have played all five spots on the O-line? And, and is it the mental part? How difficult is that, knowing the job of all of those roles? Yeah, it's unfair. When they first get in early, you try to keep them in one position just because just to learn the details and, 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 and what it takes just to, be at, just to be out there. You know, we're very multiple. So, you know, you try to keep them in so they can just learn it and feel comfortable. And then after that, it's more challenging. Like, I've had plenty of guys do it, you know, even – you know, John LeGlue, I was just talking to him the other day. He played for me at Tulane, and, and we're playing for the Steelers right now. He played tackle, guard, and center. He could play all five, and that's kind of helped him now, you know, still be on that roster here lately. So I think that, you know, you don't, I don't want to inconvenience him where they're, they're trying to play multiple spots and don't even know the concepts of what we're trying to teach. So once they get acclimated, I get them in a position, I let them play that position, and once they learn, they say, oh, okay, now I know – if I'm at this tackle, if I'm at this guard, if I have to go do this. So just giving them a chance to be able to showcase themselves. But also, man, I've had, you know, I, I have gotten better as a coach learning that you have to be able to keep the best five out there regardless of position. So that has helped me grow and do a better job of making sure I prepare guys to be able to do that. Darius uh, played some center last year. Mm-hmm. 
and now he's being asked to play again. Yep. Um, all the check calls that the center makes for mm -hmm. the offensive line, uh, that acclimation. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, most of the time, you know, the center makes the calls just because he's right in the middle. He can talk to both sides. You know, so he's able to talk clearly to community. But we've also had a lot of emphasis, in, like, you know, when Maurice played earlier, we didn't allow him to make too many calls. We've had times where guard made calls. We've had times where, you know, tackles communicated when we had, um, you know, other guys that are going to center. Now, Darius has been in the offense for a while. So his understanding of concepts is, is, is elite. I mean, he's played pretty much now, you talk about all five, he has now entered where he's played all five positions for us. Um, so that's another guy to talk about that kind of once you learn it and you learn the concepts, whether it's gap scheme, zone scheme, half slide, full slide, you know, um, how we check protections and things like that, you're able to have a little more comfort level. So, you know, there's to be fine because he knows it and he understands it and he's been on both sides of it from left tackle to right tackle to guards and things like that. So I have a lot of confidence in Darius being to execute that. But you also next to vets, you got Dylan Gibbons who's going to his second year, he's going to be on the field with him. You got Rob Scott who's going to be out there that can play both tackle positions like he's done. You know, so you got some older guys that's been out there to be able to direct some of that stuff if he's having a little bit of trouble seeing it, but I, I don't envision that happening. Before you were offensive coordinator, I think you said that um, Coach Norvell takes input from the entire staff mm -hmm. when putting together game plans and things like that. Correct. Um, but when you're as offensive coordinator, I mean, do you get two votes or like what's different now in terms of those conversations between, between you and Coach Norvell? Well, yeah, coaches kept it, you know, where we all have input and we all have our certain sections of the game plan that we put in, and, and that's our project. And that's our job to come in with the ideas that kind of fits within our scheme of what our players can do. And we come and present those areas, you know, and he's kind of the overseer. I'm more just trying to make sure it's on a scheduling, timely matter, organizing it and making sure we got the right guys in the right positions, kind of handling that. But as far as how we run the offense, Coach, I mean, he's always had a setup where everybody has a lot of input, uh, you know, and kind of just your baby in the game plan, like whether it's short yardage, whether it's third and medium, whether it's third and long, whether it's goal line and things like that. So just making sure you have ownership in yours. And then once you have ownership in yours, going a little bit step beyond. And now you can, once I take care of my job, now I can sit in the meetings with the other guys that's doing other other um, areas and kind of learn, you know, as we go. It's like, hey, I might, so when I, I would say, all right, I got the short yardage down. That was my position. I've done that. Now let me sit in here when they're doing third and long, you know, and, and you know, being an O-line coach, you, you, you're in all of them, you know, you got protection all of it so I've always been involved in all of it but not much has changed in that role except just more of the organization how, how impressive have you been by Jordan I know you've always been impressed by Jordan mm -hmm. um, and I think in the spring you said this is Jordan's offense kind of you know you guys are really tailoring things oh, yeah. to what he does well and what he can do well but but has he taken a, a, taken things to a different level this preseason and what what's impressed you full ownership because, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier, guys being in the same system for a while. So he understands what we're trying to accomplish, and he understands the skill set of the guys around him. So, you know, anytime you can, you know, sometimes coaches, we get a little bit too much credit. We send a play in. It might be the wrong play. If you've got a quarterback that can get us in the right play, you know, that's a, that's a big-time deal. So we give Jordan full range out there. I mean, he, he, can, he can do what he's comfortable with and what he sees out there. And having that trust to be out there going to the field, just like in, you know, all levels of the profession, when you have a quarterback that has the eyes of the coaches, it, it, it helps a bunch. It saves you, you know, it saves you a couple of times, too, because, you know, they get us out of trouble more than we get them out of trouble. So having that weapon and watching his maturity in that aspect has been – Phenomenal. Like, I can't even describe how far he's come mentally in the game. Coach, you mentioned how 
for your unit, it's really important that everybody is excited for the other guy having success. It needs to be like a genuine, sincere sort of thing. Oh yeah. How do you how do you foster that, and how have you seen that kind of come to fruition here this preseason? Well, we met about just not being fake. You know, we're not building an all-star team because we had a lot of additions, so we had to address that early. Like, let's talk about this now in here. So the first thing has to be established is relationships. You know, you know, we got to say, all right. Do we genuinely build relationships with each other or is it just we're in the same team, we're in the same locker room, so we have to be friends? No, it doesn't work like that. So you have to spend time and, and we try to manufacture some of that, but you know, when they get outside of these walls, they gotta actually, you know, build relationships with each other. And I think we have some guys that really made a point to do that, to kind of go out of their comfort zone, out of their normal circles and really reach out past the guys that they might have came in with, say, hey, this guy, this guy here, I'm going to reach to him and I'm going to go through the playbook with him. I'm going to go eat dinner with him, manufacture these deals. Um, we read a book this summer, which I thought was really good because we didn't do it by position. We did it in groups of different positions. So, you know, they had spent that time with each other and, and things like that. There was little unique deals you try to do created, but we talked about we didn't want to be fake, you know, because it's not going to work. It's, it's going to run its course and it's going to be bad if you're genuinely not wanting somebody else to succeed. So it goes without saying, but they have, like, that's one of the hardest things to do when you're building a team. So I, I appreciate them listening to it and addressing it early and really working those relationships so we can move forward and get past those little scuffles and things like that we have if we have genuine relationships. Uh, looking at the running back room, I know I think only two guys are listed as starters, but I don't know how much that means just with how I know how deep you kind of see that room is. How oh, yeah. encouraged are you about what you've seen? I mean, from those three guys, but also from Rodney and even Josh Burrell in his last week or so there. What I like about the running backs, if they all didn't wear numbers, I wouldn't – I mean, they all can go out there, you know, and they all can bring something special. And, and, and uniquely, they, they've all done a good job of understanding the concept. So, you know, we don't even have to say, oh, this guy's in here because this is the power back, the speed back. We don't have to do any of that because all those guys are special and they picked it up so quickly. Even the young guys growing up with Rodney, I mean, you watch him make some plays here. So his confidence is growing in the scheme. But that's how confident I am in that group where, I mean, they all can go out there with the same number on out. I mean, I'm good with all I'm playing. Coach, let me ask about you. Mm. Some coordinators come to the job as quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Some people come to the job as offensive linemen in your case. Um, how, does, how do you think that affects your view of the play calling and the, and the uh, game strategy? Yeah, I always want to make sure that everything is through the lens of the players. You know, that's the, that's the main thing, no matter, regardless of position as a coordinator. Now, normally because of my position, I probably see things more inside out just because that's how I'm used to studying the game, you know, and I, and I forced myself to see it from outside in when I took my first coordinator role um, before I came to FSU. But the reality of it is, is you, you better understand your personnel and what they're capable of before you talk about what play you're going to run and what, what you do and, you know, what's so special about you is you better make sure those players understand it and it fits what they do and they're be able to showcase their ability. So one thing that drew me to Coach Novell is that's been the case. I've seen Coach Novell run multiple offenses because he has multiple different type of quarterbacks, running backs. You know, when he had better running backs, you saw the running game. So I, I like that the offense is built for the players and it's adjusted to the players to put them in the best position to be successful before you talk about, you know, position or what you see or how you see the game. You better see those players first. What does uh, Duquesne do defensively um, and any particular players that kind of caught your attention watching film? Well, one thing I'm, I think, you know, looking at Duquesne, you know, they got a new coordinator coming in, Coach Craig. But what I like is that I think he's more of a dictator. 
he doesn't really, you know, I, I know he's going to study us and, and put his game plan together, but I, I think he likes to dictate his defense. You know, he wants to run. He's going to run and make you adjust to him, which is, which is a good scheme to have. You know, and he's had success everywhere he's been, and now he's returning back where he originally coached linebacker. So I like the way he's attacking, you know, and, and like most defenses, everything goes in waves. The big thing now is playing coverage and trying to stop the run with the run twist and things like that. That's most defenses are kind of going through that right now with trying to stop the RPO, RPO game, the big play. So I think he'll have some of that in his adjustments like most do. But I think he's more of a dictator. He tries to say, hey, I'm going to dictate your protection. I'm going to dictate what I want you to do and dictate your checks. And then I'm going to come off of that. So trying to be more attacking is, is kind of his style. And I, I like that a bunch. Now he's new, so we've been watching a lot of personnel cut-ups from Duquesne the year before. but. He has some, some pieces to work to work with. You know, they got some experience at the D line with, with Big Maxi and they got a guy that can move whether it be outside linebacker or in the box. So uh, it, I expect him to be in full attack mode. Anything else for coach? All right. Thank you. Thank you all.